2: Hello and welcome to 1UP delivered Through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me as usual as well is Carl. How are you doing, Carl?
3: Not too bad, Guy. How how are you on this, this momentous week of weeks?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, It's been a good week of football. We finally got the title, or we got the trophy, I should say. Dejan Lovren's been sold. Lalana had a nice tea resend send off but it's a player I've not really ever connected with, so I'm, I'm quite happy, and we've had the Xbox uh, Game Showcase, which is why we're here, but it's been a good week, football and games, I think, Carl. Uh... Yeah, no, I definitely echo that. Absolutely, absolutely. But before we get to the Xbox stuff, I mean, we do go for the news, there's only a couple new stories, and it shouldn't take too long. Carl, there was a Nintendo Direct that nobody in the world knew about.
3: Yeah, this one, I, I think I only kind of seen a tweet about it the night before. um. So I che- checked that out on Monday. And, and unfortunately, Nintendo have denied us a big ass direct this summer that we could do an entire podcast on. So we'll, we'll have to make do with these mini directs that we're apparently going to be getting quite regularly. And this one focused on third party stuff. So here's the, the roundup. Nintendo showcased a mini-direct on Monday, which centered around announcements for third-party titles. Cadence of Hyrule is receiving three new DLC packs, which will add five new playable characters, 39 new songs, and an additional story centered around Skull Kid, respectively. The first of which launched day and date. Rogue Company from Hi-Rez Studios was showcased once again, as was a trailer for WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which featured a number of WWE superstars playing out a match. And the showcase ended with a double announcement from Atlas. A remaster of Shin Megami Tensei III Nocturne was announced for spring 2021, and the previously announced Shin Megami Tensei V was given a worldwide release window of 2021. Man. That was that was it for for what Nintendo had to show us on Monday. Hopefully, the, these uh, directs are a little more regular, and we get get a lot more updates from uh, Nintendo. But I mean, based on what we've seen on Monday, did did anything catch your eye, guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> what about? I mean, you're you're a resident WWE mm. game fan until recent years. Is Battlegrounds doing it for you at all?
2: uh it, it kind of reminds me of that um, All Stars. All Stars, that's the one I thought. Yeah, was that was fun, actually. I quite yeah, that. it kind of yeah, it's, it's give me similar vibes to that. But obviously, everyone's like, I don't know why that? everyone looks like a bobblehead type thing. Don't they? Yeah, it looks yeah. very strange. Um, I'd probably play it, but I wouldn't want to pay for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the problem with it. Um, but I think the more important thing. Just about that game is the fact they're taking a year off to not make a horrendous, um, series two K game. So that's probably my favourite thing about that game. But I would play it, but I wouldn't pay. I certainly wouldn't pay fifty, sixty quid for it. I'd probably pay fifteen, twenty if I was really bored. So maybe next summer. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean. All these titles—they all sound Japanese—and you're you're the you're the Japanese yeah. expert. So, uh, anything tickle your fancy?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm a f- big fan of the Shin Megami Tensei series. I mean, that's the the um, it's a, the 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 father series of of Persona and the like. Um, I have shin megami tensei 3 nocturne for the ps2 and and played it a bit but i got it kind of quite late on in the ps2's lifetime so i never got around to kind of finishing it so i'm very intrigued by this remaster although i don't know yet whether it's exclusive to the the um the switch or not or or possibly is it coming to playstation and xbox as well and of course like shin megami tensei 5 which i believe is a switch exclusive has kind of caught my eye from from when it was first announced. So it's good to know that that's coming out next year and it's it's kind of worldwide release. So it won't be a case of coming out in Japan first and, and the West a year later, which is often what happens with that series. So um, I'm very much interested in those two titles. Um, as for the rest of what we're showing off, I mean, Rogue Company looks ridiculously generic. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is a cool little game, but roguelikes aren't really my thing. And I'd be with you on 2K Battlegrounds. I'd, I'd like to play it, but I'd never buy it. But I know a friend of mine who will buy it. So, you know, there, there might be the odd, you know, kind of night of a few drinks and a few mm. lads playing at his house, which is kind of the best way to play those games. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, that could be a bit of fun. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely the, I'm looking forward to the two Shin Megami Tensei games. I'll definitely pick them up at some point.
2: Cool. At least someone, at least someone got something out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm in the minority, I'd say. But yeah. I mean, if I knew what they were, I'd I may have played them, but uh, that's for that's for future pod. Um, but probably more serious news is, Ubisoft won't increase their game prices for PS5 and Xbox Series X this autumn. Is the key word there? Um, and before you go into the story, car, I mean, we've had a bit of background, haven't we? That. Uh, I can't remember which publisher it was. Was it Activision or yeah? They put their prices up to seventy, wasn't there? Two K. Two K. Was it it's in the in the story? Oh, yeah. Okay, I just kind of shot on the parade there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much the backstory is that prices of games are going up to seventy, and Ubisoft for the, this autumn is um sticking at 60 uh or where, where the hell you're from it'll differentiate but um yeah we'll debate afterwards carl so why don't you take us through the story
3: yeah so this story comes from tom phillips over Eurogamer, and i'd say if you haven't already go over there and read the full story But uh, here's the lowdown. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla won't cost more than their PS4 and Xbox One counterparts. Speaking in a conference call last night, Ubisoft boss Yves Guimon said there would be no price hike for the next-gen versions of its titles this year at least. Quote, for the Christmas games, we plan to come out with the same price as the previous generation of consoles, end quote, Guillemot said. Quote, there's what we're focused on at the moment, end quote. This is in contrast to 2K Games, which recently said it would up the price of NBA 2K21's next-gen versions. Guillemot appeared to avoid answering a follow-up question about future releases. Quote, for the $60 price, we are concentrating on the Christmas releases, end quote, he added. Quote, those games will launch at $60, end quote. Ubisoft also confirmed its next Ubisoft Forward will be held in September. So
2: what's your thoughts on this, Guy? Well, that last sentence is kind of promising. <laughs> um, I thought I thought the next one would be, like, winterish. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about that. In September, um, yeah, I think it's probably the best thing to do because a game that's cross-gen, did he? Did he? I'm not sure if there's like further in that full story. Was there anything about saying like PS4, Xbox One prices are cheaper, or is all four versions going to be sixty quid?
3: I think it's going to be. They're all going to be sixty quid, though. I'm not too it's not too clear to me yet hmm. which you know this article seems to suggest that literally you know if I was to walk into a, a game stop i'd see an xbox one box of watch dogs legion and an xbox series xbox i you know i i don't know whether there's been any official confirmation on that yet and my my expectation would be especially with these games that are going to be getting the the free update you know the smart delivery hmm. as xbox are coining it I would just expect them what what would be the point in printing separate boxes I would just expect them to print in one box you know maybe it's just an Xbox one box or just a or maybe it's like you know remember early on and when Xbox first started doing the backwards compatibility they like re released kind of some popular games like Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. and if you got the box it would have Xbox 360 slash xbox one at the top of the box so maybe something like that you know rather than releasing them in separate boxes it'll it'll be interesting to see on on that one um but it it does seem obviously for obviously they're sticking with the 60 dollars for now and and maybe that's a good good idea all things considered because if they do choose to to release separate releases you know if if say the xbox series x version was ten dollars cheaper someone could just buy the xbox one version and True. they're going to get the free upgrade anyway so you know it's it just would, would completely def- defeat the purpose so um it, it makes a lot of sense on ubisoft's part and i'm sure we'll see now in september when they focus more on far cry and whatever else is to come you know you'd assume um gods and monsters might get re-revealed and we could see something on rainbow six quarantine and, and the like and and, and Will, might learn that they're going to be seventy dollars. Then moving forward, I suppose time will tell on that one.
2: Yeah, I think I think it will eventually go up to seventy dollars. I mean, obviously, games are becoming more expensive to me because, well, just look at the damn size of them. <laughs> uh, so there's obviously more work and uh, a lot more technology and money involved. So it's... It's annoying for us. Sorry, what were you going to say, there, Carl?
3: Well, I was just going to say. I mean, it, I mean, it even it can be simply broken down to the fact that, as as I heard on a um, another podcast recently, you know, games have been sixty dollars for as long as we can remember, and. Mm-hmm. If you look at inflation from that time, sixty dollars is now seventy dollars. It's it's seventy dollars and a, and change, a few cents or whatever. So, you know, it just makes logical sense to bump them up from sixty to seventy.
2: Yeah, no, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. I mean, Christ, do you remember when there were like thirty quid back in PS two, Xbox days? Feels like a very long time ago because it was. <laughs> uh, very strange but 70 quid i mean look at us being grown-ups and not asked about it didn't say well are you asked i mean it's fair on a developer but 70 quid for a game i mean are we that far off 100 quid for a game
3: um i mean i've always been interested in you know i don't think games should be tied to to a set price really you know i know they're not to a degree and like indie games and stuff can be Mm. cheaper and get the old budget game for example things like uh ratchet and clank launched at at 40 euro rather than Mm. 60 euro and uh, i suppose it would be like 30 pounds instead of 45 pounds yeah yeah. exactly that that's becoming more than norm so i almost feel like you know games should be priced based on the the value they offer you know what i mean if it's a if you're releasing a game that's more of a platform and it's going to last years you know you could you could you could argue to to charge 80, 90, even a hundred for it. Um, similar with like something like The Witcher, you know, I mean The Witcher could have clearly with The Witcher 3 mm-hmm. been worth a you know an eighty euro price tag and, and you'd assume Cyberpunk could be the same. You know, so uh, I am not, not so against that. You know, it depends on the, the value of the game, but at the same time then there's probably some games that are priced at sixty dollars and I'm like, does that really Warrant that price, you know. I'd I'd question Mm. that. So, I think ultimately it comes down to your your choice. I mean, you can make choice, and often I do. Like, I I I sometimes will go out and pay the full whack, you know, pre order a game like I did with uh, the Last of Us Part Two. But often I'll look at a game and I'll say, Well, look, I know if I wait three months, I'll I'll get that for half price which is often the case so i mean it completely comes down to your own choice if you want to pay the 70 dollars to get a game at launch you can do that if you if you want to wait until they they go down to to 50 40 whatever the case be you, you could choose to do that i mean it's it's completely you know the, the buyer's own decision on that so i i personally don't think it's it's worth complaining about and as i said anyway it's just it's just down to inflation. It's it's overdue really that they would would match the prices to to match inflation. No,
2: it's a good point. It's a good point. It's um yeah. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think of what else we could talk. I mean, you mentioned games there. I think in, in the story it mentions NBA 2K. <laughs> It's not. I know it's a big franchise, probably bigger in America. Obviously, big for people over there than, than us two, Even though I do get it every year, but um, seventy quid for a basketball game—that's that tends to be a bit disappointing. Whenever I get it, it seems. Hmm. A sports I mean, game's the right one to start. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. No. I. I mean. I. I've seen that. I like. I mean. I. I seen someone um who had been kind of pushing for a while the prediction that. Games are going to go up in price, and and they've even said possibly rather from sixty to seventy, from sixty to eighty was what they were expecting. Oof. And you know they said when the NBA news was was announced, they they said, oh, you know, look clearly. And they said, and we still don't even know, you know, that's just for a sports title. Maybe a sports title is going to be slightly cheaper, you know, possibly a, you know, a kind of uh, like a call of duty or something could be even more expensive, could be 80. Um, I, I suppose that that remains to be seen. Um, But I, I get you like a sports title doesn't exactly seem that, the the best value to begin with. I mean, something we didn't talk about, which actually in a way ties into this is the news, obviously that um, pro evolution soccer this year won't be getting a full release. Rather, it will be getting kind of like almost a a roster update for, for a budget price. And I mean, I've, I've kind of wanted to see that for a sports game for a while. If, if maybe, you know, games like FIFA and NBA became like bi-annual games and then, kind of, then the following year they released a like a twenty dollar DLC to update the the teams. I mean, it is, and and that would make them a lot more value for for money. I mean, what what's your thought on and it almost turning into a, a platform? I mean, it, you could even go beyond two years. I mean, what would be your opinion on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's t- it's tough with with sports games because I mean, FIFA is probably the one for us where. Especially the FIFA franchise, because it's been the same. (laughs) It's been the exact same for years. So, Um, Adding an extra year to the cycle? I mean, it it probably wouldn't be in the favour of someone like EA, obviously, because they'd want the money. Um, But if it helped them make a better game, do something for the customer, for the player, it'd be nice. I mean, we mentioned with WWE, didn't we? Um, Them taking a year off, I think. 2K knew it wasn't the the last the last one especially was dog shit. Um and they wanted to fix that. Um and I think that's a good decision. I just don't think it'll I don't think it'd work well, especially with FIFA for us. Maybe with something like 2K and then you can just after a year um release an updated team. But FIFA my lack my lack of faith in EA is strong. <laughs> um I think it's just too much money to be made. Like, I don't like this FIFA, but I've still spent stupid money on Ultimate Team like a dickhead. <laughs> um, but fortunately, I didn't buy the game because I game share. Um, so that saved me like 50-odd quid. Um, but in the next one, it'll probably be the same. My mate will buy it. I'll be like, uh, it'll probably be shit, then just buy, it, spend stupid amount of money on Ultimate Team, then be done with it especially this year, considering there's a new console coming out, I'll probably be done with it by mid-October and then be like, where the fuck's my money? (laughs) Um, But no, I think it could work, but it just won't happen, I don't think. I just don't think it'll happen. But I think it depends on the sport because we mentioned at the last pod, didn't we, with like boxing and UFC, if they did one of them every two, three years, it'd work. But in football, football changes so much in a year. The games never do, and that's where I think if you ever see, like, we're obviously hardcore gamers, sounds stupid, but we're more than a casual game, but even casual gamers, you see them on Twitter, they're just sick of FIFA being pretty much dog shit, so maybe it's something they have to consider
3: yeah i mean it's just i mean you make a good point with ultimate team like i I don't know the figures but i've seen people suggest before that they probably make more money from ultimate team than they do from actual oh god jesus so you know it it would that would almost even more so justify making it into more of a platform Mm. and and just focusing on updates and charge for a roster update and, and that kind of thing it's you know they could even make it slightly more expensive to begin with. I don't know how they do it, but uh, you know, I, would that would be my, I mean, I pick up FIFA every year, but I often don't know why. Like yeah. I bought FIFA this year and it's still in the shrink wrap. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. now I've played FIFA, but I've played FIFA at, at Matt's house. Like I, every, every week I go over there. It's like i kind of every week. I think usually on a Monday, I'll go over there. We play um, a season of online seasons and you know we will play the full 10 games or or that like on on a weekly basis so i do play plenty of fifa but i just don't play my own copy but it's just i'm in mean, ever since i mean starting i think back with pro evo probably back back pro evo 4 back in the day and then i eventually came to the point where i was buying poked pro evo and fifa which was really stupid and then after a couple <laughs> of years i moved over to fifa but i've just it's just a habit of buying the game every year and you can't get out of that habit whether you play it enough to justify it or not so for my personal preference i'd love for them to turn fifa into kind of a platform that maybe they release a new version every three years and you know kind of just Update regular updates and um, kind of you can buy roster changes and that kind of thing. But as you said, I, you know this works for them. Why are they going to to bother changing a, a formula that's making them a lot of money every year?
2: Yeah, it's very, very true. It's very true. Um, and as I said, yeah, they like money. And we're on the we're on the thing of prices. This is this is a guy who spent seventy quid on anthem. So I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've everyone's wasted money on a game that ended up being shit. Um, Christ, what a decision! Oh, that, that was.
3: That's a that's a full
2: mm. podcast. It subject. is <laughs> bad decisions. Yeah. Yes, I nearly bought Fallout seventy six, but the beta made me stop my pre order, which was good. <laughs> but anyway, that's not why we're here. So that that was the end of the news. and now we can get into the xbox game showcase um shall we quickly go through the pre-show because i only half watched it i was like not really concentrating but i did i did watch it obviously um anything you want to pick out from the uh, the pre-show i mean i'm sure there's something that uh, what did i what did i say on whatsapp extra Japanese version of Square Enix. Uh, That seems to be the big story. But there was a few things um, there. there. Anything you want to pick out?
3: I mean as far as pre-show goes if if you compare this to the pre-show for Ubisoft which obviously we only discussed oh, last yeah. week, and you, you know announcing AI companions on on Ghost Recon which you know I I would have expected would have been in there from the the first place I I think this was quite a strong yet a lot of you had a fair few games announcement, uh, uh, including what I what I would say they they finished out with a a big announcement really a, a notable one I mean, obviously, they opened up with uh, Dragon Quest XI S, which was previously a, a Switch exclusive, coming to um, Xbox. First time Dragon Quest has debuted on, a, on an Xbox console. Mm. And it's coming to Game Pass, which is, is always pretty cool when they get a, mm. a notable third party game on, on Game Pass. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, next, then, they announced a new indie title, Exo Mecha. From Twisted Red, which is a free to play shooter with vehicles coming in late twenty twenty one. I mean did that did that be something you, you could see yourself playing at all? It's free, so yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my any, thought. Uh, looked, anything's free, I'll play it. <laughs> it it kind of made me give me um, Power Rangers vibes at times because you had like these big, huge mechas like fighting with swords and stuff like It which is, it, it you know, and I'm always down for anything that reminds me of Power Rangers. Um, somehow they threw in a new trailer from Watch Dogs Legion, which uh, seemed suspiciously like footage we'd already yes. seen mixed into a new mm. trailer, but we'll, we'll forgive Ubisoft um then there was echo generation another indie title which appears from what i can see for now it's only announced for xbox and pc kind of gave me stranger things vibes did did you get the same vibes from that
2: yeah it looked like it was kind of dark but fun if that's the right way to go about it yeah, yeah, no. It was, look, it was intriguing.
3: I like the art style. Um, I also love the developer's name. I've never heard of them. Coco Cucumber.
2: It's, why? Why not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, in it's a world hard, where we're to. running out of original <laughs> yeah, names. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a winner. It's hard to find a serious name. To just go. Chocolate cucumber.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Why God. not?
3: Yeah. Um but it definitely that's the game that caught my eye in, in terms of like kind of the one of the one the indie games that we see in throughout the the showcase. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that one. And then there was Hello Neighbor 2, which also for now appears to be Xbox only. Now, I'd fully expect that to come to PlayStation and possibly Switch in the future. But it could quite possibly be a timed exclusive. And I've never played the original, but it does seem to be quite a popular indie Mm -hmm. title. And the the trailer looked kind of cool. I I didn't even know it was Hello Neighbor until the end. No, I didn't.
2: I kind of got it from the art store and I was like, why... Why is there a bloke dressed as a bird? <laughs> uh, but I mean, anything to make it. I, I'm not, I've not played Hello Neighbor, but I played the multiple version where, what was it called? I think it might have just been called Hello Neighbors instead. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but I played that. It mm, didn't really work too well as a multiplayer because it was kind of easy um, to just kind of just run at him and beat him up, uh, and just avoid him pretty much. But no, if if that's your type of game, wh- why not? It looks like they've kind of made it more, more next gen and more stuff to do. Just a bit more cleverer game. Whereas before it was like, I think it what the I think the market is like a self learning game, and adding adding more depth to that. I mean, it's a really interesting, um, idea. If if that's your type of game, but uh, it's coming to Game Pass, so I'd probably give it a go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I, mean, I
3: never really tried the first one, but I mean, I, I liked what i seen, and if it's mm. on Game Pass, I, I think it's certainly yeah. worth giving it a try. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they were pretty solid. I mean, we've seen, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it more towards the end, but we've seen a lot of comparisons of obviously inevitably between the Xbox and the PlayStation showcase. And some people seem to be saying that the, the indie titles of the PlayStation one were, were of a higher quality. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I, I necessarily agree with that. I mean, I liked a lot of what I've seen from the indies at, um in terms of the showcase, I said, hey, hello neighbor two looked looked really good, and and so did Echo Generation and ExoMeca looked like it could be fun, particularly mm. for free to play games. So, I mean, I I certainly think Xbox showcased some some very good indies. And and speaking of indies, obviously you know following Sizzle Hello Neighbor Reel. two, then we had a <laughs> an idea at Xbox Sizzle Reel, and we had a, by my count fourteen indie titles that will all be timed exclusives for xbox and and pc including some games that it feels like we've been seeing for for a long time and and kind of watching out for a release date but not quite getting a release date like tunic and and uh, 12 minutes um but like some really high quality looking indie titles in in there did any anything in particular stand out for you I've been waiting for Tunic to come
2: out for so goddamn. Long. <laughs> uh I mean I've never played as you shout at me regularly, I've never played Zelda. Um I have Breath of the Wild, it's just like it's your FIFA situation, still in the shrink row. Um <laughs> I've been waiting for Tunic because I just want Fo I just want like Fox Zelda. And it looks cool. It, it looks cool. Like I'm in I'm in the um, I think it's Finji who make it. I'm in their Discord. I don't really I use Discord for AI stuff. If you kind of listen to that, I'm there as well. Um, and yeah, uh, to just updating about other games, I like just, just tell me tell me when you're coming up. Or I, won't, <laughs> I won't play the damn game. Um, but no, that you mentioned twelve minutes as well. Obviously, we've seen quite a bit of that. That looks very interesting. Um, bit of fun. I mean, the Falconeer probably looks a bit fun. Um, yeah, that that certainly stood out to me as yeah. well. Yeah. Um. It's hard with a sizzle reel because you can you can you remember the game but you can't remember the name of the game. Um, but yeah, I think Tunic's the main one because that that's the one. Like you you know you know when you get an indie game stuck in your head. I'm sure you obviously used to play a 360 where indie games used to be like one of the better seller points. I'm sure you have a memory of a um, an indie game and Tunic looks like the next in line for me of that.
3: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I know what you're saying. They used to be obviously like the summer of arcade, and, um, you know, Xbox really was the leading platform as far as indies back then. I mean, I remember things like, um, Limbo and, um, Bastion, and like, Bastion's possibly still my favorite indie title of all time. I mean, it's it's an amazing game. I, I own it on, like, every platform at this point. Um, So, um, no, I I definitely see where you're coming from and and it, it seems like, you know, Microsoft are trying to push that again with the, the indie I mean they, they always have been with the idea at Xbox but I mean I'm I'm liking what they're showing here and obviously they're for the most part they're timed exclusives but mm. but nonetheless I mean especially when we're talking about a like kind of a launch window a launch year you know you want to have as much reasons for people to prefer your platform as possible and and, and indies can certainly help in, in in terms of that so you know I do I,
2: I applaud mm-hmm. what what Microsoft are doing on, on that field. And this next, this next bit, Carl, is all you (laughs) Ballon Wonderland Ballon Company, which is uh, what would you say a splinter team off of Square Enix? Uh, That's probably the wrong word, but it's gone extra Japan, (laughs) extra Japanese version of Square Enix. yeah so I mean we, we've
3: seen we, we've talked about it on the podcast before. The, you know in recent years there's been kind of a, a renaissance of the, the Japanese games industry and you know leading the way have been Capcom and, and Square Enix you know Square Square Enix have tried to for a while it seemed like they were almost kind of more so leaning to their uh, western side you know with the, the Tomb Raiders and the Deus Exes and, and that kind of thing and obviously Hitman for a while but they, they seem slash um, IO Interactive go with the, the Hitman IP. But in more recent years, they've, they've been trying to revive the, the Japanese side of things. Um, you know, Final Fantasy Fifteen seemed almost like a start to that. They've set up a lot of new studios like RPG Factory and Luminous Productions and Ballon Company appears to be another one of those. But rather than uh, focusing on RPGs, Ballon Company seemed to be kind of looking at platformers, or in this case, an action platformer, and, and Balling Company is headed up by Yuji Naka, who is the former head of Sonic Team and lead designer on the original Sonic games, and, and also uh, has Naoto Oshima, who it was the artist at Sonic Team. So, you know, uh, I think... You know, obviously next to Mario, Sonic's really kind of the first name that comes to, to, to mind when you think of platformer games. So, I mean, if if this kind of talent is up for grabs, it's it's a no-brainer to, to pick them up. And it's, it's cool to see Square Enix diversifying. As for the game itself, it, it looks quite artsy. I, I don't think it's my kind of game, but it's definitely the kind of game like I could look at you know, trailers for and, and think... That looks cool, but I don't think I'll play it. Um, and of course, it's important to note this isn't an Xbox exclusive; it's coming to, to PlayStation and, and Switch as well. Um, but it's out early next year, so it's not not too far away. And I'll be very interested to see how it does because I think there's been kind of a revived interest in platformers in in recent years. Obviously, the the remasters of Crash and Spyro and you know, felt like Mario Odyssey came out to, to gangbusters and we're going to be getting a new crash in a few months, which obviously you were very excited about yeah. guys. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how Balloon Wonderland competes alongside all these other challengers.
2: Yeah, I think it, it's a very strong market, isn't it? And nostalgia drives a good few of them. Um, crash, Spyro, every goddamn Nintendo game I've ever made. Um, so yeah, it might be tough to go in, but as you, uh, uh, as you allude to, I think mean, stuff like Ori um, is kind of broken as well. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It looked it looked very different to some of them games, so it'll have its place. It'll have its place. Um, On to the main show, then, Carm. I mean, it started off as we'd probably expected with Halo Infinite. Um, we got. Quite a bit of gameplay. I'm not sure how, what it timed at, but it felt like ten mins, five ten mins, which is quite a lot. i the sum this summer. It's not really been about gameplay. I mean, what what did we have at the PlayStation event? We had Ratchet and Clank a bit, which is longish. Um, that's all. That's the only gameplay I can think of really.
3: Um, oh, well,
2: there, there was a few. There There's a few, Astro but I mean,
3: Bastard, yeah. there was. Um... Uh, a lot of platformers actually. Um, Sackboy, Sackboy's big Adventure was another yeah. one. The platformers had a lot of a lot of gameplay. The other games, not so much. And I, you know, in terms of the I, even with the third party stuff tied in, I I can't really think of of any other gameplay shown at the the well, actually a couple of the indies I suppose that it appeared to, yeah, yeah. to show gameplay, but there wasn't much. So I I you know I don't, I don't. I don't think that's uh, an edge that that Sony had in any way, but I feel it was really important with Halo Infinite that they showed gameplay, so I was so happy that they did it. it, it, You know, someone was legit playing the game, um and that was exciting to see because i mean I, I think that's what sells halo it's the gameplay i mean that's that's always been its strongest point you know the story can be decent and you know the it can look kind of visually attractive at times but i think above all else halo centers around gameplay that's what they needed to demonstrate and they did demonstrate it. and personally i i was impressed with what i seen i mean what what, what were your thoughts in terms of the gameplay we've seen Grappling hook. <laughs>
2: uh, I think that about something yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I was quite impressed. Um, as you mentioned, it's not about graphics, and obviously, a game that's been affected by COVID in terms of its development. Um, it, obviously, I'm sure you've seen the screenshot going around of like the grunt who looks like a PlayStation two game <laughs> um but it, it, it we won't really know till the full game comes out and people comparing it to like the last of us which is very different type of game <laughs> um it, it it it's just a bit too early for that but it didn't look great but in terms of the gameplay you're dead right it looks smooth it looked good um a range of weapons that we've not seen so some that we have seen and some we haven't seen the stuff that we have seen the magnum sounded lovely that's what we needed that's what we need in a halo game we need an overpowered magnum that just kills people straight away and it needs to have the nice sound to go with it um the shotgun beautiful um grappling hook every game needs a grappling hook let's be honest and adding in more ability type things which we've seen in the the last few halos with like bubble shields and um being able to lock yourself down and uh jump packs and stuff like that um and this one we get like a, a big wall shield didn't we um it's it looked impressive and i mean the open world it looked like it it fit it looked like it it seemed to suit it it's obviously very early to tell but you could see you could kind of see how it works i mean driving around in a warthog on a halo ring it sounds right doesn't it yes
3: certainly i mean i was i was really excited to hear that it's going to be kind of set on the one planet and, and then it's going to be open because you know i recall playing halo back in the day and you'd look out and see these areas and you'd be like, god i wish i could explore that but obviously you never could you know you'd be you know ferried into a, a tunnel or whatever and that'd be it then just you know killing the covenants and that are based in the tunnel like it's um, you never really got to explore because, you know, they were linear shooters, but this will finally allow you to explore. And that's, that's really exciting. And uh, I mean, that's, for me, you know, I've I've seen all the the graphical comparisons, and obviously, you know, there's no doubting that the Last of Us Part Two looks better. And but at the same time, I you know, I, I think some of the comparisons I've, I've seen some people go as far as saying, you no, know, that looks like it's just kind of a, an original Xbox game spruced up a little bit." Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it 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 to me, it seemed kind of like an early xbox one game you know what i mean like maybe the first destiny you know that'd yeah. be kind of a comparison i'd make um but I I I just don't think it's about that, and that was that was never my thought while watching the show. I was just completely interested in all the the gameplay reveals. I mean, the the combat options seem endless, and the you know, the, as I said, that the open world there there to explore. I mean, that this it seems exactly what I want from the Halo game. And we're back to fighting the Covenant, which obviously we talked about when we were previewing. I, th- I feel that's really important. I mean, someone said like this is um I seen on Twitter like this is uh, Force Awakens Halo and, and that mm, that could
2: be well well be the case like that's and that's what i <laughs> does want does that mean halo? four and five will last jedi and rise of skywalker so <laughs> <That's laughs> <real> shit
3: <laughs> possibly um no but I, I mean i was i was really impressed with with, with halo and I, I think i could i can easily overlook any kind of undercooked graphics with, with what we see in, in terms of gameplay
2: yeah, I just kind of wish Mixer was alive still for that stream, because they streamed at 4K, I think, so it would have been helpful in this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I mean, I'll play... Well, maybe not day one, depending on third-party stuff, but I will definitely play this at some point. Um, it just depends how, much, how many bloody games come out at launch, but we we can't even really talk about that till next month. Um, well, we presume next month. But yeah, Halo... It, it, it just looked like what it is. I mean, what 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 did you make of the, the cutscene with the pilot who's obviously a brand new, brand new character to my knowledge. I think we've seen him in a couple other teaser bits. It's weird. I mean, replacing the cast, I mean, obviously Johnson died in 3, I believe. Yes, he did. Um, and every other character, I mean, it's hard replacing characters like that, but Someone who seemingly has or has been placed in a relationship like friendly relationship with with Chief. I mean you have to replace those characters from the first trilogy, don't you?
3: Yeah, I mean the supporting characters were were always a, a big part of it, like like Johnson and Cortana and um I mean this was the the arbiter and and things like that, so I mean it's important to have these these characters around chief it can't can't just be chief versus the world. I don't think that kind of works in a video game anymore. It would have maybe um worked in the nineties but but not anymore so um it, it is interesting to have a new supporting character there, and you know i I think he, he Seemed well performed in the the little bit we've seen. I'm um, that the villain's quite intriguing as well. Mm. So uh, I'm really looking forward to kind getting to know more about these characters and um,
2: kind of what they're going to bring to the to the table. Yeah, and that bad guy, I'm pretty sure he was voiced by Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. <laughs> who's a great voice actor, who's in, like, um, oh my god, what's it called? Star, uh, Starship Troopers, and stuff like that, and he was in The Mandalorian. I think it was him, and the cast isn't up on IMDb yet, but we'll confirm later on. I think it might have been him, who's a great voice actor. Um, but we'll move on from Halo because that was we we knew what we knew what that hit. we knew what Halo was going to be and we kind of got the open world confirmed. But uh, I mean, well, before we just move off, we didn't get much. We didn't get any of the multiplayer, but the open world. I mean, we mentioned in the preview, Destiny ish. I I could see that vibe.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. De- I can, I definitely get a, a kind of similar vibe from it in in terms of the approach.
2: Yeah, it, but i think i was i can't remember if i was listening it was ign or the game show awards by then but whoever it was was just saying i just want classic like slayer team deathmatch and all the usual stuff I, that's what i want from halo multiplayer and then whatever live game stuff they can introduce maybe we'll see that next month or later um but yeah Halo sold it for me. Uh, if if you're a fan of Halo, I'm sure it did you as well. It it looked better than four and five. That's probably how I put it. Um, State of Decay three. Well, let's start this off another way. Carl, did you think it was going to be State of Decay? <laughs> um. Well, I think it was. It
3: was. Um clear enough from earlier on in the the trailer what it was i mean we we talked about it in the the preview on you know i kind of said i'd like to see something new from undead labs but i mean when you're kind of see um studios called undead labs and you make a game series called state of decay i I suppose you kind of stick to what you're familiar Mm. with and that's what they've done here um i mean it's not really for me. You know, the the first few games never really interested me. So, mm-hmm. you know, seeing this 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 teaser trailer for and then that's all it was. We we didn't really see anything at all from the game. It it, it didn't do it for me. Um, but I suppose well, I know there are fans of the series there and it's it's um a series people have come to expect on their their Xboxes now. I mean, what what was your thoughts? I mean you probably have more experience with the series than I do. Yes, I
2: think I played. I played one a little bit, but my character got killed, and I got pissed off, and I played it again. <laughs> um, <clears throat> two I played a bit more because I think it had better integrated multiplayer, if I remember correctly, uh, or it just had multiplayer overall. I can't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, I played two a bit more with my mate. Mm. you could tell at that time it was more of an indie game. I've done loads of. Updates and stuff, but I've not really gone back. And it just kind of felt fun, but nothing special. And almost like not fun or anything like that, but it felt arcade is probably the word. Whereas the tone the set in this one and it's kind of what they always do with zombie games they always set a serious tone and then the game's completely different but this one seemed like more of a horrorish tone than like an arcadey tone but it was just a cinematic trailer and i imagine this game's next year at the minimum at the uh, earliest if not later uh, we might be saying that a, a bit longer but god knows really um but it'd be interesting to do but i think if it was like revamping into a more of a serious game maybe they would have rebranded it just as State of Decay redo type thing, but State of Decay 3, it'll probably just be the same where you kind of build a community and um, do little quests and stuff like that and move your base around a map, it seemed to be snowy so maybe it's, I don't know, Canada or top of America or Seattle or something like that um, <clears throat> yeah, it, 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 there wasn't too much to go off but a zombie deer Always a bit of a bastard, um <laughs> yeah, there's not really much we could say on that, but hopefully it's a more triple A game than arcade game, and then we can see what they can actually do. Yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, I I have
2: seen a lot of kind of I
3: wouldn't say quite criticism, but a somewhat disappointment with State of K2 that it was more almost like a, almost felt like an enhanced expansion of the first game Mm. rather than a a full on sequel. So a lot of people want to see them take it to the next level, especially now that they're first party and at Microsoft and they have that that bigger financial backing. So, you know, hopefully, you know, it looks like this game is probably a while away. So hopefully. they take their time with it and make it the, the best they can and, and really kind of fulfil the potential of what the, the game was trying to do in the first place it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of when we, you know, possibly sometime next year we, we might actually see some some gameplay and, and see what it's going to bring to the table
2: yeah. yeah, absolutely absolutely and possibly the biggest news ever Carl, Forza Motorsport is not launching with the new console yeah, I think this threw a lot of predictions. I think everyone
3: thought it was an absolute sure in as okay. a launch title. Uh, would you know we're expecting Forza Motorsport 8, and maybe that's why we're not getting it as a launch title because I don't think this is Forza Motorsport 8. I think no. it's it's more of a yeah. platform. You know, mm-hmm. like we're, maybe we're gonna get Forza games a little less. Frequently, possibly a bit like what we talked about before with the sports titles, potentially, um, that, that could be the case, could be just kind of release the game and then kind of release track packs and things over a few years. Um, so maybe because that. It's going to be a platform, maybe they feel they have to put that, that bit more into it. Um, but at the same time, we you know, we did see in engine footage, so. You know, while they say it's early in development, you could still feasibly turn around a racing game between now yeah. and next November, let's say. Yeah. So it could could be next fall, you know, kind of next holiday season that we see um, th- this game. Um, but it did look pretty. You know, we we said similar about Gran Turismo at the PlayStation showcase. Possibly not our type of game, but it, they definitely are. Good games when it comes to showcasing new hardware.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we we saw that in the the trailer thing. It's a pretty game. It's going to be a pretty game. I, I'm with you there. I'd probably I'd probably expect it next year because they seem to put <clears throat> they seem to put a lot of backing into Dirt Five, which was obviously at the uh, the third party showcase back in May. Um so maybe that's kind of just the, the placeholder at the moment, but dirt games aren't as good as Forza games. Um so yeah, it's it but um a reimagining or a re work or rebranding, however the hell I meant to word it. it it's strange because how does <laughs> how does it work in a racing game? But uh, maybe the maybe they can combine Forza Motorsport and Forza and, and Forza Horizon into one if if Playground games are... I know Playground can do both, but with their them on Fable, maybe they're just trying to make Fable one... Not Fable. Forza, one thing rather than two things.
3: Yeah, it's certainly interesting to see what effect it has on the Horizon series as well, with obviously Playground working on um, Fable. Although, uh, you know, I thought, remember I heard at one point that the Playground have two teams, yeah. so... That might explain that. Um, it, you know, it, I suppose at the moment we can only really speculate to, to to a degree. I I feel that it seems that Forza motorsport at the very least is going to become a platform. Yeah. Um, but like you know, similar to to state of the K3, I suppose we just have to wait and see more and and we get more news quite possibly next year because the, as I said, this this will probably be a holiday game next year at the earliest and that would also be my prediction but you know let's not take my prediction considering i was predicting that it would be a
1: long title
3: (laughs) for this year so um i I guess we'll just wait and see on on what the uh, the future holds for the forza motorsports series yeah absolutely
2: carl what is ever (laughs) wild
3: You know, I, I almost don't want them to ever reveal gameplay for this game because I'm going on Twitter and listening to other podcasts and stuff and hearing all these hypotheses about what Everwild is. You know, I've, I've seen people say it's going to be an open world adventure game. I've seen people say it's going to be an action platformer. I've seen people say it's going to be a survival game. You know, I I just love the way, you know, for, for all we know, it could be like a, a you know, a, a uh, a puyo puyo game. <laughs> we just we just don't know what it is, and it's it's funny just to see all the the crazy theories on what kind of game it could possibly be. All I know is it looks really pretty. I mean, this mm. you know people have wanted like kind of a big game from Rare for a long time, and then we got a lot of kind of we got some connect games. We've had some kind of experimental games like Sea of Thieves, and we quite haven't had what what people wanted and you, know, you kind of get the impression that Everwild could possibly be the game people have wanted all along so i love what i've seen from a visually so far but i just have no clue what kind of game it is and you know i'm not as creative as other people i i can't i can't even be, begin to create a theory on what kind of game it, it could be i mean did you want to take
2: a stab at it Having said I've never played Zelda, it looked very Breath of the Wildy, but that was more in art style than... <laughs> Obviously, we didn't get... Well, was it gameplay or was it in engine cinematic? Because I can't remember what they said, but it it looked... Well, it's hard to tell, isn't it? But every animal in that game is a unit. <laughs> um, it, I'd say Breath of the Wildy, but christ knows really um i'm with you i'm i, I, I kind of hope it's open worldy adventuring rpg game type thing because that art style it's not something xbox really has i mean it, 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 it that stuff seems synonymous with um nintendo mostly mostly um and this and fable maybe getting the cartoony adventures it could be something that xbox has because PlayStation has the serious um, third-person action games. Um, action story games, I should say. Um, it, it it might be a niche that Xbox can carve out for itself, really. But, uh, yeah, God knows. Um, but it, it looked pretty... I mean, it's hard to tell because we've not seen loads of it, but it's been at two, maybe three shows now? Because it debuted at XO19, didn't it? Yes, I think I think is. so. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been at two or three shows now, so it must be closer than what we think. So I'd maybe say twenty twenty one, maybe early twenty two. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I think that's you know the, the the very late earliest could be could be next fall, but but more likely, I'd I'd agree with you. I'd I'd probably be predicting maybe mid twenty two.
2: I think Sea of Thieves came out in February, March, if I remember correctly, and obviously rare and rare, so maybe uh Feb March, twenty twenty-two. That's yeah, probably what I'd guess.
3: Possibly, it it yeah. seems seems ballpark where it'll likely be. You know you know we don't know if maybe they they've been working on Everwild alongside Sea of Thieves in the background. You know, yeah, they're, yeah. they are a fairly big studio rare, so it's yeah. it's, it's, it's feasible. Um and so it wouldn't shock me if it was out earlier. Like I, you know I doubt it's going to be suddenly announced as a launch title for this no, year. No, no, but it, no. it wouldn't be like, oh my god, like, you know, because I'd I'd be thinking, well, Ray Ara Peak Studio, they they could have been working on this for years in the background. Um but I, I would doubt it. I, my my expectation would be somewhere between Kind of October twenty twenty one and and say like June twenty twenty two that that kind of window.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, I'll play it whenever it comes out. Um, tell me why life is strange again. Uh, that's that's the vibe I got from it. And obviously episodic games, um, it's pro- not something I've played. Um, all them types of games, I should say, I've not really played, but they have. It has their own um fan base and niche. Uh, but I mean, is it are these type of games something you've played? I like the type of game.
3: I I picked up Life is Strange on on sale at one point, but I just never got around to it. But I their games, I've always kind of admired from from a distance. And again, this one, like they and don't nod entertainment. You know, they're kind of. It, if not the best or definitely one of the best studios when it comes to these kind of games and with a very high quality. And um, so it, it was notable to me, because I know these games definitely have their following that this was picked up as a third party exclusive. And I know it's not life is strange tree, but in my opinion, it is an all but name you know i think this is just kind of a case they didn't want to put life is strange 3 as an xbox one exclusive because yeah. it would upset their playstation fans but it very much seems to be life is strange 3 um and it, you know it, again it just looks like more of the same you know that you've got your you know kind of your character focused kind of story narrative based game um, but with kind of your, your almost supernatural elements in the background, um, so it it is it is more of what they're known for. But that, that's that's never a bad thing if 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 a studio can can deliver quality on on the, their focus genre time and time again. And and I feel don't nod to achieve that and it's not too far away which was quite notable to me I mean the, the first episode is launching on August 27th mm. and I think there's quite quick release then of the subsequent episodes now you know at times we've seen with those kind of games with, with the Life of Strange series itself even that episodes have been delayed it, it just, it's just inevitable at times but it, it seems they're at least aiming to get this out early and to get, out the, get the episodes rolling out quite quickly and it's going to be on Game Pass so you know, Xbox people who have Game Pass can can play it at a, at no extra cost.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean we'll probably talk about Game Pass at the end, but every game we're talking about here is on Game Pass. <laughs> so happy days. Um Ori and the Will of the Wish, getting smart delivery, 120 frames per second and uh full four K HDR. Pretty game. <laughs> It'll be pretty. If it's your thing, play it again. Why not? Um Outer Worlds DLC. Did you play the Outer Worlds? I can't remember if we... I did. Yeah. Play, played it, finished it. Really good game. Yeah. Would you go back to it, or is it kind of... I mean, September ninth. it's probably well enough before next-gen for something to fill the time, I suppose. So, would you go back? I don't, I don't know. It's difficult to say.
3: You know, uh, back in the day, I was certainly someone who would... For the games I played through and completed, I'd always go back and get the DLCs. Then it came to a point where I would either, if I know a game would inevitably have DLC, I'd pick up the game, wait, I'd just wait and pick up the game of the year edition and play everything one fell swoop, or if I wasn't so sure and I got a game before that. I'd more often never get around to the DLC. Now, you know that recently changed in that I, you know, I've been playing through the DLC of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Still haven't finished. It got one more episode to go, but, um, but that's the first one I've, I've kind of bought and played in a long time in in terms of DLC. So as much as I enjoyed the Outer Worlds, it almost feels like kind of I'm finished in that world and kind of ready for for what comes next um so i just don't know at this point but i mean if it comes out to kind of high quality reviews that that could certainly certainly change uh, i to me the most notable thing was that it's been developed by private division and it kind of reminded me of you know the old days when that was all often the case for kind of rpgs and, and rtss as well and that you know kind of uh, a smaller studio would develop the the expansion packs um, so it was kind of cool to see that kind of trend returning somewhat. Um, but I, I'm just not sure. Like, as I said, I liked The Outer Worlds. It, it's not that, but it's just because there's been, been quite a gap since I played it, and it can be hard to, to jump back into those kind of games. Well, what about yourself? You
2: played it as well, didn't you? Yeah, I finished it. I enjoyed it. It was probably my favorite game of 2019, but one of the weaker years. Um, It depends, because I think, if I remember correctly, September... The Avengers games out? It so, is, yeah. So, if the Avengers games has bad reviews, which I kind of expect it to have, considering what we've seen so far, um, maybe. But if the Avengers is, like, even 7 out of 10, I might just get that, because it looks like something to play with mates, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah... I think it'll be a wait and see. I mean, I would play. It. I would buy it. It might even go on Game Pass. I don't know. It might be tough to incorporate game uh, DLC into Game Pass, I suppose. But um, yeah, I'd um, I would play it. But it just kind of depends what else is out with them at that time. Because if I if I'm just kind of bored, not playing anything, I might do. But as I say, I think Tony Hawk's is out that month as well, so might be rather get that. Than DLC on a game I played in November. Um but anyway, let's move on because that's just DLC. Um Grounded. It's a game <laughs> which disappointed us all back at XO19 because we thought it'd be Obsidian's first big game, and it wasn't. It was Grounded, which is Honey I Shrunk the Kids game.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: Now that I'm over that, I actually quite like the look of this game. Yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, it it gave me um, vibes of Zombies Ate My Neighbours, which was a game back in kind of the SNES, Sega Mega Drive days. That that was a lot of fun to to kind of play as a kind of a co-op, kind of isometric shooter, um, kind of. It's very similar vibes, to this you know, kind of playing as as kids and fighting weird creatures and that. And I, I'd imagine I wouldn't be surprised if that was an inspiration for for this game. And I mean, the trailer itself was quite fun because they're they're almost making they they pointed out this isn't the kind of game that Obsidian are known for, and um they said it, something on the lines of "All well, if you want to play the game of the year." you know, play cyberpunk, you know, it's, yeah. it was very tongue in cheek, a lot of fun, but it looks like it could be quite good. I mean, and it's, it's, I think it's coming to Xbox game preview
2: on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I've got it, I've got it downloaded ready.
3: <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, it's on Game Pass, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. you know, I might, I might, well, I think, think, think you know it's about time you and i kind of kick, jump on a, a, a game together so that,
2: that might the well first, be the game the first one is ground
3: yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it looks it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun so you know i'm i'm all for it it's you know obviously you know obsidian are a big studio they have a lot of teams so it's nice to see them experimenting and and, and this game looks like a, it could be a lot of fun it was on like i i, I kind of hadn't seen too much on it before um the showcase so i mean it was it was all i knew of it but i i hadn't really seen it so it was it was almost a a nice little surprise for me in terms of how how impressed i was by what i seen so i i'm definitely looking forward to to giving that one
2: a go yep I, I, i'm i'm with you there it just looks like something fun to play with you mate really um uh... Yeah, <laughs> the thing I I don't know if it's like a Left for Dead survive against ants, um, or is it like I don't know, like a mini survival game in your back garden? It, I'm not sure what's meant to be, but it it looks it looks quite fun. Whatever it'll be. Now, Carl, we did not expect this. Like, I think we I literally blatantly asked you. Can we expect Obsidian the next big game? And I think you said no, <laughs> because it'll be years away. It might still be years away, but we've we got it shown to us, um, avowed. What we kind of want from Obsidian is a big ass RPG. Obviously, recent well not recently, but they've they've made Fallout New Vegas, um, Outer Worlds, spacey stuff, futury stuff. It's time for magic sword and shield shit let's go
3: yeah no I mean hands up i I did not expect this at all and it was it was that real kind of wow moment in the showcase you know in terms of a, a real surprise and some people have tried to say there wasn't that real surprise in the showcase but for me, I think it's undeniable that this game was a surprise, and it probably is a few years off, as you said. But nonetheless, I think it's it's really exciting to know what Obsidian are, are working on, and you know why Microsoft were were so happy to to pick them up as an acquisition. I and mean, they are an excellent studio when it comes to RPGs. They're they're one of the best, and I know a lot of people kind of, especially. Want uh, some a lot of people wanted kind of Outer Worlds too, you know, kind of just like a a more a Mm -hmm. a bigger bigger game and kind of more the kind of what they they come to expect from Fallout New Vegas, you know, that that type of RPG. But you know, they're so flexible in terms of what they can do, Obsidian. That that um, you know, I'm excited that they're going back to a, a more kind of high fantasy setting, and you know, interestingly because it's it's likely this game's probably twenty twenty three at the earliest, maybe twenty twenty-four. It it could be released in a similar time to, to Elder Scrolls Six. Now I still think Elder Scrolls Six would be oh, a couple of years after that. But there's gonna be comparisons and it's it's very, it's it's going to be very interesting to see mm. um how how these games compare when the time comes. Although we're obviously a few years from from being able to do that, mm. but like it looks, uh, you know, we didn't see that much. But of of what we've seen, it looks exactly what you want from Obsidian. So I'm really excited about this one. I mean, what did you think?
2: It had a it pretty much had a Balrog in it, man. It that was come around the corner at the end there. Uh, this this is what I want. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's not something, it's not something we really see outside of Bethesda, is it? I mean, as you say, Elder Scrolls—that that's the vibe. I'm sure everyone got from it. But we have no idea when Elder Scrolls is coming out, as you say, and we well, we have no idea when this is coming out. But we've seen more of this than we've seen more of Elder. What Elder Scrolls? It's six? We're up to? I think it's six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've seen more of this in Elder Scrolls six. I mean, it may only be a a trailer. I'm sure uh, Bethesda could knock up one of that, a quick cinematic trailer for Elder Scrolls and Starfield, whatever. But in terms of outside of that, we've not really seen a big, big first person RPG to my knowledge, unless I'm forgetting something. Um, not really, um, but yeah, it's just something that can cast that can be its own thing. Because <clears throat> I was speaking to Neil in our WhatsApp group, um, and he, I don't know if he meant it seriously or if genuinely, but he said maybe PlayStation need to move away from the the third person action adventure game because Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima coming out within pretty much a month of each other. Obviously, very different games, but third person yada 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 and then horizon zero dawn it's going to be this not the same but the same type of game but very different obviously um god of war uncharted will continue so it seems like we've got a range of stuff at the more at least um on xbox but we just don't know when any of it's coming out but i I, i'm very much in this um and the thing is we, we mentioned bethesda there bethesda have made a couple duds recently. Like Fallout 4, disappointing, I think it's fair to say. Fallout 76, dear me, uh, even though I'm playing it and quite enjoying it, but you can tell it was shit and still not anything groundbreaking. Starfield's gonna have huge, huge expectations. If that's poor, then it's literally Elder Scrolls is kind of make or break. Whereas Avowed, it's not a free hit, but Obsidian can pretty much. Take what they do, what they want because it's why Microsoft got them. <laughs> you don't buy a studio like Obsidian and limit them, they can go as mental as they want. Whereas Bethesda might re- desperately need Elder Scrolls to work. Whereas if Obsidian just got ultra mental, like we saw with Outer Worlds, it, it it'll suit some people. Whereas Elder Scrolls will have like the biggest expectations in the world.
3: Yeah, no, I, I certainly see where you're, you're coming from on that. I mean, it, it's it's interesting with um, Bethesda. I mean, uh, you know, after Skyrim, it seemed they could do no no wrong, but. You know, Fallout Four came out, and although it was a very good game, it, it was it was very much dated. I mean, the the yeah. the engine needed a shake up, and then bizarrely, they came out with Fallout Seventy Six, which is once again on on the same engine. I mean, they they they, they tried to over milk that engine. I mean, they they need a revamp, and uh, you know, it, as you say, all eyes are on Starfield, and and how that's gonna gonna come and. Beyond that, then, we just don't know. Um, so I think there is there there is room out there for, for Obsidian to, to come out there with a vow and, and can almost fill that void. Because by then, as, as you said, if Stargate, Starfield doesn't do too well... <laughs> What's the what's the is how's the expectation for for Elder Scrolls six going to be affected by that? Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a lot of people already say that you know, kind of um, said a product with with The Witcher three, uh, you know, yeah. outdid Skyrim, and uh, <laughs> that's that's probably true, if I if I'm being honest. But that's a mm-hmm. third person RPG, so it's it's almost in its in its its own yeah. realm. And yeah, yeah, and as absolutely. you said. It is a weird thing with these first person RPGs, particularly fancy first person RPGs, nothing really big has ever come except for for the Elder Scrolls games. I mean there's been the attempts, there was two worlds, there's the Gothic games, I suppose they do okay in their own uh, on their own level but it's nothing to to talk about and obviously more recently we had Kingdom Come Deliverance but that's not fantasy it's it's medieval but it's it's not fantasy and that was a a high quality title in itself but there's not that much to directly compete with Skyrim and and, and the Elder Scrolls in general so could Avowed be like the first first person high fancy game with that kind of financial backing behind it that can go head to head and and possibly even outdo other mm. scrolls because I mean Microsoft. Let's let's be honest. Have have a lot more money than than Bethesda do so than anyone. Well, yeah,
2: than bar the most, bar most Amazon. Most
3: companies, yeah, you know, uh, bar like Tencent uh, or whatever. You know, so it's it's you know it's it's difficult. Uh, I mean, it's uh, I, I mean. Uh, I'm not going to be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if, if in, we're sitting here in five, six years' time and, and saying, you know, I Elder Scrolls Six is good, but Avowed was better. You know that that mm. wouldn't that wouldn't shock me in any way.
2: No, I, I'm I'm with you there. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, I love Elder Scrolls. I think when we did our favorite games, Oblivion was my favorite game ever. Um, but. Bethesda, as you say, Bethesda kind of milking a uh, an engine that was from the twentieth century, so these next few games they need to update it massively. Um and there'll be huge expectations, as I say. So avowed. I, I could I could definitely see it topping that. Um But we we kind of got on a bit for like what was like thirty seconds of a cinematic trailer. Um and I will I will add another twenty minutes to that just for Fable at the end. Um as dusk falls, very you, you kind of call this one guy in a, in a
3: in a roundabout way. Did I? You 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 um speculated on on the possibility of of Quantum Dream releasing exclusive ah. for Xbox. Here we have the next best thing, which is uh, the lead game designer, formerly of yeah. Quantum Dream, heads up this studio, and Dick. and it's a, a game that's somewhat. In the same vein as, in terms of those narrative-driven, choice-based games that that um, Quantum Dream offer, I think that this is apparently going to be much the same. So in a, in
2: a way, it's like you mm. subconsciously knew about this one. Oh, subconsciously in the know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I knew about this. Antiguo signing for Liverpool. <laughs> um, it's not my cup of tea, but it it looks very interesting if it is. Like, I don't even know how the hell to describe it. Flip-booky comic book people in a setting? I don't know. (laughs) You have to see this to be able to describe it or understand what I'm going on about. It it looked telltale-ish without being telltale.
3: Yeah, I'm, you know, I I like, I like the Telltale style, although it's a little bit dated, probably in in need of a, a an update there. Um, I it's a weird one with this. I like the idea of this game. You know what I mean? Knowing that like the you know the kind of the the designer from from uh, Quantum Dream, she has a good pedigree. You know, I like I like the idea of what they're trying to do, but to me the art style is a bit jarring. I don't like that you know it doesn't work for me so i'm not quite sure I'll, I'll play this one but it is i i think it's on game pass because it's yeah it's 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 been published by uh, xbox game studios so um it's going to be on game pass so you know i can i can always give it a try and and there's uh, no harm done if if it's not not for me um but it, as i said it it sounds cool but i don't, the art style just kind of puts
2: me off personally. Mm. I, for me, it's just like something you I don't know if I'd have it love it or hate it until I played it because I don't really know how it would translate into a game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, there's not really much you can talk about there. Um, again, same here. It's obviously a huge game, but they just kind of released it uh, behind the scenes documentary type thing but hellblade 2 uh Shenoa saga um mm, obviously you got the big thing at um the game awards with 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 the release uh or with the showing of xbox series x um were you kind of expecting this to be shown i think it's meant to be out next year so maybe it's next maybe it's the august show maybe i don't know
3: yeah, I mean, I expect to see a bit more of this. I mean, all this really served to, to do for me in terms of the showing was kind of make me think that it's maybe further off than, than I suspected, uh, which is a shame because I was looking forward to seeing more of this one. Um, I mean... I'm sure we'll we'll kind of touch on the, the games that were missing, you know, at the end in, in terms of like the studios that didn't show things. But, you know, for me with Ninja Theory, like I, I expect to see a bit more of Hell Day 2. And I also expected to kind of see a, a confirmation of what Project Mara is, you know, their yeah. their psychological horror that we talked about in the previous show. So I was very surprised with how little we have seen from Ninja Theory at this showcase, to be honest. Um, but I mean, uh, we always, as we always take the attitude, you know, with you know, take your time with a game. Don't, don't rush it out. I mean, I, I want to see Hellblade's potential fulfilled now that they have that financial backing. So, of course, take, take your time. They're using Unreal Engine 5. It's a brand new engine. It's, it's going to take a while, but, um, I, I just, I just had, I don't know why, you know, there was nothing that, so it's not like we have had any official word or anything, but I just just expected this game to be be out kind of a little bit sooner than I I now do, having seen that lack of a showing. I mean, mm. what what's your opinion on that?
2: I still think it'll be twenty one because they showed it in December last year, um, and to kind of get it, such a big setting because it would have been easy to just go, oh, he is well I think they didn't they showed Halo I can't even remember the game gave of the year awards. It feels like it literally feels like three years ago. <laughs> um I can't even remember if they showed Halo with it but obviously Hellblade got the big cinematic trailer which was certainly more eye catching if they did show Halo with it. Um and that's kind of a big setting 'cause it's I know that Xbox want to show off the new the new studios and new well not new IP but exclusive IP you know Um to get that on such a big show, a big moment, um, it must be it must be soon-ish. Like, not all these games can come out in 2023 onwards. Like, something has to come out. Obviously, 2020 is a bit different because we've had COVID. Obviously, there's a knock-on effect for other games than COVID. But 2021 is probably going to be <clears throat> the big, big year because we know PlayStation... It's not been confirmed, but Horizon Zero Dawn going to come out in 2021. We we know that. um, And then they'll have... A, I, if that comes out in the summer slot for Sony, then there'll be something coming out in the winter, you'd imagine. So Xbox kind of has to have at least one big-ass exclusive, and then maybe, I don't know, Forza or something. Um, so it needs to have at least one big one. And Halo's 2020, 2021, I still kind of expect it to be Hellblade, unless fit. But the, the thing is, because there's a show in August... And we've got all these teasers and they said there's I think they said there's five more show uh, five more developers to show. Next month we might be just going, okay, this game's coming out then and then and, and, and onwards. So it, it so much can change in a month, but I still expect this to be twenty twenty one, to be honest.
3: Yeah, no, I I I mean I, I certainly <clears throat> wouldn't rule that out. Um uh, I mean it's still not it's not obviously it's 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 a step up on what the first game was in terms of scale but it's still not like a massive open world action game in any sense of the word so i mean it it's it's not impossible at all that this this game could come out in in 2021 um but it's just the lack of of mm. of um, anything being shown at this showcase that uh, has me questioning it somewhat. But, I mean, you're right. I had that criticism of the PlayStation show, if you can call it a criticism, um, and I'd have the same one here, that it, it's, very, it's still very much left the launch of these consoles in shadow we, we don't know mm-hmm. what's going to be launching with them we know halo on on the xbox front and and spider-man miles morales and astrobot on the playstation front but uh you'd expect there's going to be more than than those uh, and i know there's some indies that are timed excuses as well at launch but um still i'm i'm, I'm expecting a, a bit more than that but you know both both companies apparently have showcases next month as well so yeah. i'm sure they'll be launch focused and when we will get a clear idea of what's coming in and i think both companies still have hands to play um i mean as you said there's the five studios for microsoft and although not all of them might have something to show at the next showcase for example i don't think the coalition is likely to have anything for a while but you know we tant- could something yeah, so that that was in the one of the scissor rails. So oh, I think well, that's it, okay. that's clearly yeah. coming. Yeah, um, but in in terms of I think say gear six is a while away. But you know, I'd imagine the initiative might tease what they're looking at working on, which is likely to be perfect dark and, and but we could see what compulsion and in exile mm-hmm. are working on and you yeah. know i it wouldn't be out of the question that compulsions next game could be a launch title um i mean they they've often worked on smaller games i mean they one of their titles was a I think contrast i think was a launch title for the ps4 correct me if i'm wrong so i mean it it's it's not i'm sure they will have more more to show and i think then obviously we can we can comment on the the launch and and the the further launch window and then the first 12 months because i think they're they're kind of the important periods in terms of a console launch um once once we get that that further confirmation next month um but it will be it is interesting to kind of try and and Place these games in in terms of the releases and speaking of the re- release dates um one which slipped but it wasn't confirmed till till after the show uh was the next game which was was psychonauts 2 you know i can have a weird feeling about this one because it's not an exclusive you know it's it's so strange that like they're now a microsoft studio but that their game is still coming to other platforms. I'd imagine that was kind of a, a legacy deal that was in place from Double Fight Sony that there, there's no way out of, but it just it 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 just seems weird to be looking at a at the game and, and it, it it not to be an exclusive. Is that just me or?
2: Um they did I think they did similar with Outer World if I remember correctly. So I think it's just it's to whore out game pass. That, that, that's pretty much it. I just said. Another, I think. What did? It, what was the release date for this? I think it's next April. I'll, I'll double hmm. check now, but I think it's next April. Yeah, so it's probably, it's obviously one that's di- coming out soonish. So I think it was just to add a bit more gameplay. It, it, it is strange on a Xbox show, but uh, to to show something that's coming on for other games, but. You just go, well, it's coming out to Game Pass. Um, you can get it without spending 50-odd quid on it. It, it was the um, Ratchet & Clank segment of the show, I think, because obviously that got a lot of gameplay. I know it's, that was exclusive for PlayStation, but I think this is the closest thing we have to it, really. So I think it was just that segment of the show. Um, and it obviously Double finds brand new to the Xbox thing, so you might as well whore out their game.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to to confirm, actually, they haven't put a month on it yet. It's just that it's it's slipped okay. to twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, no, I, I'd imagine um it is just a case of that there was, you know, uh, already this game has been in development for so long and it was announced so long ago. I'd imagine there's already pre existing deals there, and, and as you said, similar to the Outer Worlds, um that they simply could couldn't get out of. Um, but you know, obviously they're going to be able to, put it, it's going to be on Game Pass, which which gives its its, it's edge in that you know people who pay, get their Xbox and pay for for Game Pass are going to be able to play this one at no additional cost, and and that's big, especially with a game that's that's so highly anticipated. I mean, I have I never really got around to the original Psychonauts, but I have you know friends that that rated you know among if if not as their their favorite platformer of all time. I mean, it's it's just people adore this game. It's a complete cult classic. As is often the case with Double Fine Titles. And, I mean, it, it looks like they're putting a lot of love into this one. It's likely, you know, why, it, why it's been delayed, because they're just putting that ex- extra bit into it. And they put out all the stops. Obviously, Jack Jack Black is voicing the character, in it, and then he's singing, like, kind of the the song for the, the, the game as well. I mean, it's real high-quality stuff. So... I mean, when 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 this one comes out, I'll, I'll it'd be definitely one. I'll try and, and game pass it. I don't know about you.
2: Yeah, I'd probably play. it. I mean, if it's if well, you speculated April for there, but if it comes out in a lull period, it look crazy enough for anyone to enjoy. Like you'd probably have to be on some sort of drugs to understand it, going off the trailer. But I mean, Jack Black. I mean, who doesn't like Technicians, Degan School of Rock, etc. It's it just it seems like the right sort of fun, just to enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And <clears throat> we'll move on, because uh, it's, not, it's not one we can go into loads of detail, but but, but possibly the most <sighs> underrated news of the day is that Destiny 2's coming to Game Pass, which isn't the big news, because Destiny 2 is an old-ass game, but the new DLC is launching into Game Pass beyond light. I think that's quite big news, because Destiny 2 is obviously one of the biggest games of the gen and destiny 2.5 which is the same as taken taking king but obviously for two i presume that launching into game pass is quite big news i think
3: yeah no definitely i mean we knew there was going to be some kind of big third party announcement as far as game pass goes and and this was it and you know it is quite notable that that Destiny DLC is coming day and date to Game Pass. And I mean like I've been out of the Destiny Two circle for a while and and lately the news quite confused me that they're basically scrapping all the original content from the game and mm. to make room for new stuff. It's a real bizarre move. But nonetheless, the people who play Destiny love Destiny. And, you know, they're gonna be right on this. So the idea that they can play if they're Xbox gamers that subscribe to, to Game Pass, they can play this for uh, no well, or PC obviously, no additional cost. I mean, that's that's this huge news. And to me what was kind of funny is it's kinda of like one of the you know if you could even call it a selling points of stadia was kind of their deal as far as destiny 2 goes and and that's kind of been completely wiped out on this because they also said that obviously destiny 2 will be playable on mobile devices via x so you know it just kind of makes mm. makes stadia quite defunct de- de- in that sense um but no i, I think it's a big big gift for for microsoft and although i i Still think the ship has probably sailed for me as far as getting back into Destiny 2 at this stage. I think for the people who are into it or, or who want to get into it, it's it's big news.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not obviously the mentioned um smart delivery and all that jazz. Um but yeah, it's what you'd expect on destiny two last month confirmed like another two hundred DLCs for Destiny Two. Um so not really unexpected um so yeah destiny 2 i think it's beyond light the next one that's uh coming to game pass um stalker 2 now some people seem to be quite excited by this i just before the show i uh, youtube the stalker one because i had no idea about this game it, it is this bigger news than i think it is um
3: i mean i'm aware of stalker Technically, I own Stalker because I remember during one of good old games, summer sales one mm-hmm, time, yeah. there was like a deal. If you spend 20 quid, you get Stalker for free. So I got it for free um i've never got around to playing it it's it's kind of like a horror shooter um i i think it has its fan base it's definitely a popular game i, I think that the first game was fairly well received um so i i think in certainly in a sense it's a notable timed exclusive because of these these third-party games we're going to discuss the next year are all timed exclusives for xbox and pc so and i i are they on Game Pass? Was
2: that was that suggested? I I don't I don't know. Um, every I think every game in the poll shows on Game Pass. Wow, yeah, that's
3: that pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a notable game. I I'm not sure it's for me, and, and based on what you said, I'm doubting it's something you yes. have your your <laughs> eye on. Um, but nonetheless it's it's very it's a notable i think it's a, it is a notable game to have as a as a timed exclusive is it you know and inevitably there's going to be the comparisons is it? Is it on the level of of um metro death loop oh. and um tokyo okay. oh, what's it called tokyo go
2: no Ghost- ghostwire, ghostwire tokyo. Tokyo. yeah
3: yeah um is it on that level Debatable, maybe, maybe not, but it's 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 still a notable notable game to have as as a timed exclusive, and particularly if it is if it's on Game Pass as well. I mean that's that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it it, it depends because there's horror jo- there's horror shooters like Metro, but then there's horror games like the Medium, which we'll get to, which. That, no 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 thank you <laughs> i will never play outlast put it that way but i might i could be tempted to play this game but watching stalker one it's obviously i think it's from 2007 so it's kind of hard to compare um but it'd be one to keep an eye on i think um again some maybe underrated news warhammer 40k dark tide now i played warhammer chaos bane which was like a top-down diablo-y type game because that was on sale um pretty much at the start of the lockdown i think it was (laughs) like a lockdown sale type thing so i got that and i had this discussion with my mate that Warhammer's probably the biggest franchise that's kind of underutilized in the in gaming sense like there's loads of games out for it but there's no big ass game for it if you get what i mean
3: I'm, yeah, no yeah. I, I'm I I'm completely in agreement. I I think the only Warhammer game and, and in fact it's a it's a series of games Total of nonsense that yeah. that has ever been well there are the Total War games actually in, in more recent years that obviously on because obviously you've got your Warhammer forty K and you have your Warhammer or Warhammer Fantasy as it's sometimes called. I'd say the Total War games are are far and away the, the most notable usage of mm-hmm. the Warhammer fantasy franchise and um, for the Warhammer 40k side it's the Dawn of War RTS series which you know for a spell were right up there in in terms of like the, the the most notable RTSs of the time you know they were talked about alongside Starcraft and because obviously there's inevitable direct comparisons there because Space Marines mm. um, and but they were really top top tier titles I mean my I remember my cousin when I was younger he, he played Dawn of War religiously and he he was um, he was even in clans and such for it. Um, so that was a massive series in a sense. But other than that, I don't think any of the games or any of the series have ever really been kind of top top rated. I mean, I think a, a Baradon Award, the only Warhammer games I've ever played, are Shadow of the Horned Rat, which was a Warhammer fantasy game on the PC and PS1 back in the mid-90s. And warhammer 40k space marine which was uh a title that came out i think about 2011 on the 360 mm. uh um, man it was it was reasonably rated um but I'd, I'd agree it is it is underutilized but i think in more recent years there has been some games that have found their own kind of audience there like including the the vermintide series which yeah them, if yeah. the clue is not in the name vermintide dark tide same developer, same sort of game. It's just one set in the fantasy realm, the other one in in the 40k realm. I um, mean, funny enough, I was talking to a, a Warhammer fan uh, the kind of the the day of this announcement, and it was actually myself who who told them because they hadn't watched the Xbox showcase, they were still at work, and they were really excited about this because they they've enjoyed Vermintide, but they're more of a 40k fan than a fantasy fan. So they're they're very excited to to kind of see more of this and and get into it. I, I think again, it's it's uh, you know it's not a massive title, but it's definitely a title that'll have its audience, and I'm sure they'll they'll be looking at Xbox with it with it coming mm-hmm. there first.
2: Yeah, I'd probably play it. I, it, I think, especially with it going in Game Pass, I, I played um, as I mentioned Chaos Burn. I played Vermin Tide as well. I preferred Chaos Burn to be honest. Um, but, yeah, 40k, futurist setting, space, loads of little monster things. I quite like these Left for Dead-type games, um, but nothing's, nothing's really got up there with Left for Dead, let's be honest. But it, it's the niche there. Um, but I think Warhammer, it's, it's such a huge lore and stuff like that, you could make a huge game with that. And, I don't know, being on Game Pass, or maybe launching into Game Pass seemingly, that's uh, I think that's quite promising. Really, if, if someone does pull the finger out and make a a huge warhammer game, that isn't uh, total war, obviously. Um, news of the night: Tetris. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I mean, I was just kind of amused by the way they they kind of did the trailer for this one with all the people like pretending to play games you know i always like those of <laughs> <laughs> trailers um I, I didn't quite know what this was it wasn't quite because i've never really i've heard of tetris effect but i've never really read into it having looked into it it seems like this is kind of it's it's almost like kind of an, an enhanced um kind of version of the original tetris effect along with a multiplayer component and obviously, it's coming to Xbox platforms and PC holiday 2020, and then it'll come to other platforms in summer 2021. So I'd say it's a six-month there, thereabouts exclusivity window. Um, I I gather yeah. Tetris Effect is pretty popular, so I'm sure fans of that will be happy, uh, particularly to be able to play multiplayer. I'm not going to say I'm not. I think everyone's a Tetris person to to one degree or another. But at the same time, you know, if I want to play Tetris, I'll I'll play Tetris on my Switch. You know, I'm not not going to play this. Um, But I'm sure, as I said, for fans of Tetris Effect, they're going to be pretty in on this one. I mean, is this one
2: that caught your interest at all? Or it's one of them games you'll play whilst you're installing another game. (laughs) <laughs> That's how I word this game. Um I've got like I think I've got a game called Hungry Shark, which I think it's just a development of a phone game on my Xbox. I just play that whilst other stuff's installing. Um so it's pretty much that for me. Uh but yeah, as you say, everyone likes Tetris, but do you really want to play Tetris on a console? Maybe not. Um but people will play it. And it's obviously a better game than Deathloop and Ghostware. <laughs> uh 1-0. Um the gunk uh, looked weird, but interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I've never really played the Steam World games, but they're they're obviously um, indie titles to have a, a really good pedigree. Um, so I, I'd say there's a lot of people who are, are very interested in the gunk, um, and it did look it looked cool. The, what we seen in, in in terms of the the trailer. Um, but I, you know, I suppose we'll just have to see kind of how it plays. That's that's um, that's what what would be of interest to me is what what it, exactly what kind of game it is. I mean, I guess, I guess we got kind of an inkling of what idea, what a game it is, but we don't know for sure yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm certainly given the the pedigree of the developer, you know, I'd have expectations that, that this is going to be a quality title.
2: I mean, he has a hoover on his arm, so... Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not really much we can say about this. Um, probably a game you want to talk about more than I do is The Medium. Uh, as we mentioned, I'm a bitch. I probably won't play this. But horror game fans... Uh, horror game... Yeah, I said it right the first time. Why did I correct myself? Horror game fans... <laughs> uh, this probably up a lot- quite a lot of people's street.
3: Yeah. Uh no, I I mean I remember I you if you remember I was quite interested mm. in this one at the the kind of third party yeah, yeah. showcase earlier in the summer and I mean did this only serve to to further enhance that. I mean there's you know, they're a great studio as far as horror games go. You know, it's gonna have the composer of kind of the, the OG Silent Hill games and I mean now they reveal kind of the mechanic that you you've got two rendered worlds at once. I mean that screams next gen to me. I I I think that's clearly taking uh, you know advantage of the power and speed of these machines and that's really exciting to me i mean this this is this is one of the games from this showcase that i can say without a doubt i'll be picking up and playing like i'm very excited about the medium i mean it it was one it was probably the highlight of the the third party showcase for me and it's it's up there with the likes of halo and and avowed um from for this showcase for me i mean this game looks excellent
2: yeah, if as I said, if it's your cup of tea, it is your cup of tea. Um, it look it looked really good. I think we got a little bit of gameplay kind of in between the cinematic trailers. Uh, looks third person. Um, it looks pretty. It looks interesting. I might have to read reviews and depend and see if it's more like psychological, like Hellblade One was, or if it's like jump scary and then, I, I don't do jump scary. I don't do not do jump um. But we'll see. We'll see. It'll be in Game Pass, so it'll be there for me. <laughs> um, This, if you're into Japanese games, New Genesis, New Genesis, Fantasy Star Online 2, I think it's got a big following on computer, hasn't
3: it? Yeah. No, I knew what this was straight away. I mean, obviously, it had been announced in, in the past anyway, but I mean, I have somewhat of an experience with with the series i mean the fantasy star games obviously back in the day they were kind of turn-based rpgs they were kind of sega's answer to final fantasy and then they were pretty solid i've I've played them over the years um they're always in kind of those collections and then they kind of uh, you know for a while the series moved to handheld games and and then eventually it, it became more of um Kind of an online game, starting with Fancy Star Online, which was on the Dreamcast, and later came to the GameCube and Xbox. And it was one of those real first big, if not the first big, online console game. Like they were massively popular. I mean, to this day, people run private servers so people can play fun of uh, Fancy Star Online online. I mean, so that's a testament to the the popularity of the game. And then I think next came Star Universe, which I played. It was on the 360. It, it was supposed to be online, but you could play it offline. Um, you had to pay a subscription to play it online, which I was I was never doing that. But I think I picked it up for a fiver and a bargain bin once and played through the single player, and it was very simplistic single player because you could tell the focus was you're supposed to be playing online. Um, and then obviously later we had um F- fantasy star 2 uh, online too and uh fantasy star nova i think which was kind of like a vita port almost and interestingly with this game it was initially the western release was canceled and then it was microsoft that kind of put the support to get it to the west so you know xbox mm. really wants this game um you know they they're the reason it's coming west um so it'll be interesting to see how, how what that means as far as it eventually coming to PlayStation because it, it didn't seem it was ever going to come to the west um but it is it's massively popular and it's it's native um Asia and, and I gathered, there's a lot of people in the West who to use workarounds to be able to play it here because they were obviously massive fans of the the original Fantasy Star Online. So I think this is, although it's it's probably not one I'm going to play, and it probably not one you're going to play. I think it is certainly a notable game as as far as a, a third party a title for for the
2: Xbox, given the yeah. the pedigree of the series. I mean, that's one of the weaknesses of Xbox as well, is the Japanese side of it, isn't it? And having Xbox seemingly have close ties with Sega, because who's that rumour before Sega released them handheld weird thingies they were going to make a, their own version of the Xbox Series X, or a, a Sega exclusive version, whatever the hell you'd call it. So th- th- they seemingly are friendly with Sega, so it doesn't surprise me. It's just a shame she- Sega, not what it was back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a nice step for the JRPG MMO. However the hell you'd word that properly. Um, so, yeah, it's a good start. I mean, I might play it. It's, a, again, Game Pass. I'll play it at some point. Um, it If it's something I can play with my mates. Everyone has that week where you just go, there's a shit game here. It, back in the day, you go, it costs a fiver. Why don't we get it and play it for a week and then never play it ever again? And now with Game Pass I can do that all the time. <laughs> and I have been. Uh i Fallout seventy six. Um so yeah, I, I could see I could see myself playing this in a in a lull period. Um We're towards the end now. Um and there's one one more to discuss before the the best best news ever. Um Crossfire X. This this is a game I've I've played the beta, but this is where we got the um campaign trailer which is obviously done by remedy who uh recently made control quantum break uh alan wake i think as well isn't it um this looked better than i thought it was because i've played the i've played the multiplayer and it's like a CS:GO go type thing um which is fun uh, you, i think it was on xbox 360 but not on xbox one and ps4 um but the campaign here, yeah, I thought this looked really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't played the multiplayer myself, but
3: I'm I'm aware it's out there, and I've, I've heard kind of mixed things. Some people seem to love it, some people seem to hate it. It's, it seems to be almost like a Marmite thing. But I think there's no doubting there's, there's quality there. Um, But it was rumored we were going to be getting a campaign, and, and that obviously was confirmed. And it looks really high quality. I mean, a lot of people have kind of been saying, you know, well, what looked next gen? You know, what screamed next gen? What didn't scream next gen? And I think this is one of the ones that's popping up mm-hmm. as far as one that did kind of yeah. show a, a next gen kind of image. I mean, it, it looked really really impressive visually and you know we know remedy are really top top uh studio when it comes to making kind of single-player games and and uh shooters in particular so i'm really really interested in this one and i gather it's free to play but i don't mm. know how that works with the the campaign mm. i suppose maybe that that would be clearer um down the road um but it, you know I, i'd imagine it's going to be game pass anyway so um i'd be very in, intrigued to to play I'd, it's certainly one i'd like to play i mean based on what i've seen so far
2: yeah and it's out this year it's one yeah that's absolutely out in absolutely i think this might be a launch one to be honest um it's the, the the multiplayer it was fun. I, I didn't expect myself to enjoy a, a CS:GO type game, but I really did. I, I really did. Um and the campaign, it, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you there. It did, it did scream next gen. Um and first person shooter campaigns. I know we had one with uh Modern Warfare which was I don't think it was peak COD campaign, but the first person shooter campaigns kind of gone by the wayside a bit, especially with COD kind of abandoning it for a couple of games, Battlefield doing their episodic things in the last couple. So maybe not niche niche isn't the right word, but it could stand out in in a big market of first person stuff. So it'll be interesting. I'll I'll certainly play it, and I can report back here if if uh, if you're on the PS Five by then, Carl. Um, but anyway, we're, we're nearly at two hours and I've got at least half an hour to say on fable, um, fable car, we kind of expected it, maybe expected some gameplay, but we might again see it in August, which is the problem when there's, there's loads of shows rather than one big show for podcasters, but fable, I mean, albeit it's a cinematic, it looked hella pretty, it looked like it had the tone set right, playground game sounds correct, it just does. And it got the right fantasy. It got the right comedy. It, for me, it's not the perfect way because I want a gameplay and all that jazz. But as a teaser, and that's what it was. It it just my expectations are now through the roof
3: yeah no, I mean I did expect to see something of the game i was I was honestly quite surprised that we didn't, given how long this one's been rumored, and I know now that's put it up in the air as to when we could expect that game. A lot of, a lot of people are saying quite far flung in the future i'm I'm not sure I agree with that. I could still potentially see it next fall you know if not then maybe sometime in 2022 but I'm, I'm not thinking this is going to be 23 24 kind of thing um but yeah no i, I echo what you say i mean it, the, the teaser trailer gave us that kind of comedic tone that we've we've come to expect from fable games it appears to be more of a reboot and you know kind of carrying on from fable yeah. which we also said was what we wanted um so based on what we've seen i'm i'm very very intrigued by this and I, I just honestly can't wait to see more and and obviously
2: eventually get to play it do you reckon we see it in august because maybe it's a tease of leading on to the next show potentially i mean again i you know as a, a you know i i don't
3: think it's taken them. I mean, it feels like it's been three years since it was mm. first rumored. So I don't think it's taken them three years to make that trailer. Yeah, so I absolutely. think there could definitely be more to show before the the scenes. And I know I've I've you know even before we seen that you know we kind of knew it was coming because some people in the industry and in days running up to it said that they know it's real. They've talked to developers. The developers are really excited and proud of what they've done so far. So I'm sure there is more to be seen there, and I'm I'm very interested to to see it
2: i did enjoy the head the developer at playground on twitter said i'm really glad we kept that as a secret (laughs) yeah Uh, they tried uh, not much you can do but i mean i love fable and i'm so happy it's now actually a reality like we obviously don't know when it's coming out but we know it exists now and it's not just like A a wives' tale, fairy tale. Well, it's a fairy tale. One's up. It's not an actual fairy tale. I'm I'm so happy. I'm so happy it's back. And if if there's more to show in August, um, fantastic. If not, I can wait till I can wait a year. I've waited like ten years for a good Xbox exclusive. (laughs) I don't mind waiting some more. It's uh, (laughs) it's not too bad. I mean, but. I say I'd love to talk about Fable, but I don't want people to be listening to this for two and a half hours. Overall thoughts then on um on the showcase?
3: I thought it was solid. You know, there was definitely some games in it that were for me and, and there was a lot kind of announced that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more on, but I, I think that's important, you know, we do need to see more and it's good that we only have to wait a month until they're they're ready to show to show their next hand. Um, so we'll obviously know a bit more about the launch then, which I think is is important. We we need to know kind of what, what it's going to how it's going to shape up for the launch. That's what everyone is is um is is looking for. Um, from from both companies, it's not just Xbox. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know Sony are to show their hand next month as well. Um, you know, I I feel there's there's been a lot of criticism levied at this showcase. You know, from, from from some people, I I don't think it's quite warranted. I mean, I, I don't think you know that the the, the Sony showcase was a way in about uh, towering above this, like some people have have implied. You know, obviously everyone has their opinion; they're entitled to that. But I don't I don't quite echo that, and that's coming from someone who primarily plays on PlayStation. Um, I think both both companies have have shown a lot of good, but they still have a lot more to show, and and I'm just intrigued to see what, what what both companies have to to show moving forward. And you know, it's interesting that that Microsoft didn't show their hands from every studio at at this showcase because you know now eyes are going to be dead set on those studios next month. You know, on Compulsion, on In Exile, on on the Initiative. Those those three particularly. Uh, people are going to be expecting something from and that's that 's who i 'm expecting to see things from so um i mean thats that really sums up my thought, i enjoyed it and I, and there was definitely some things there that i'm 'm excited to see and i'm excited to to to
2: eventually play uh what, what were your thoughts i was I was fine with it i was fine with it. i'm not i'm not like over the moon with stuff because we didn't get a million millions of hours of gameplay from it um but we got the titles i wanted um and I'm, I'm with you there i think it was quite similar to the sony one i think the sony one it just had, it had the console reveal at the end so i don't think xbox could match that with just games um and then obviously horizon zero Dawn. that was a cinematic trailer and people saying this was a thing of cinematic trailers Trailers, and it was, but I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn was a it showed more than what Fable did, for example. But it was still cinematic. I'm sure we, I'm sure, Playground could have knocked up a Fable thing where it does him going through a town or something like that. So I thought they were quite similar. And just PlayStation had the console reveal, but we did that back in December, so we couldn't really do that. Um. So yeah, I was quite happy with it. Halo looked fine. Fable exists, so happy days. And... Crisis is going to be such a answer. I was watching the IGN thing and they said, what was your favourite thing of the day? And they all went, Game Pass. But it's right. Game Pass <laughs> Game pass is... We met, we mentioned this on the preview. Game Pass is Xbox's biggest selling point. And that's what I took away from this show. Is Every game we saw or talked about today is going to Game Pass. So that that's quite a lot going into Game Pass. So... Yeah, Game Pass is good for for Xbox. I think there's a debate whether it's good for the overall gaming industry, but it's Xbox's best selling thing, selling point. So well done for whoring out Game Pass. I think Microsoft. Um, but hopefully in August and and beyond, we see gameplay. And Christ alive, give us a goddamn price because it's nearly August now. And we're like what, three four months away. I, we need to know what we have to pay for this stuff, and what games we're going to get, because, I mean, there's like two from Ubisoft already, CD Projekt Red, add on a console, Christ, it's going to be an expensive winter, so we need to start planning this stuff, so hopefully in August, both PlayStation and Xbox give us a goddamn price.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, yeah, I'd really expect we're we're gonna see that in in August from from bow companies. I'd really be left scratching my head, um. But I, I'd certainly echo what you said. I mean, people thought this was gonna be kind of a showcase to convince them to buy a, an Xbox Series X, and they've come out saying it's a it's a showcase that says they should be on game pass and everyone should really be on game pass if they can be because it is the best value in the in the gaming industry without a doubt hands hands down it beats any other service in terms of what it offers and they continue to just enhance that and and this showcase only served to do that so you know game Pass is is definitely the the winner um but i mean in, in terms of kind of a standout highlight for me i'd 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 you know, I really enjoyed Halo, but I'd have to probably say Avowed because it just simply was that holy shit moment that, you know, is, is what you look forward to in these showcases.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Avowed's probably unexpected. For me, I'll have to say Fable in terms of, like, teasing stuff I really wanted. But in terms of gameplay and stuff, we saw, I'd probably say Crossfire, to be honest. That looked really good. Uh, but obviously, I've played it, and I really want to play it again when it comes out fully. But the campaign, it, it just looked, it looked good. So I'd, I'd say Crossfire and Fable. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, graphic
3: that's still around on social media? I don't know if it's an official thing or if it's something fans have just put together. Big but kind of like side by side, Avowed, Fable, and Everwild. Yeah, and I'll put like it, I put it. Yeah, I put whatever. it. In,
2: I put it. in a group. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I like it's
3: it's well done, and mm-hmm. I mean it does highlight you know kind of there is that kind of trend, and it's something different from maybe what we've come to expect from Microsoft first party. And obviously fable's nothing mm. new but it's it's been quite a while so i mean I, I think it's pretty cool that they're they're trying something different and and you know maybe having a, a go with these these various fantasy worlds through these these different studios it's pretty cool
2: who doesn't love a fantasy game eh um but yeah i think it's a good point that that graphics great i think it is actually fan made because the person i got off on twitter it, it, it's really good um and yeah i, I just just on to our August, we can, we can preview that, um, well, when we, when we know the date's coming out, but we got, we got another Ubisoft forward in September, so there's at least three shows, and Christ, Christ, Warner Brothers, what, WB might have a showcase at some point, because we're expecting one of their games to show up somewhere, um, but yeah, we'll get, we'll get these previews and reviews out during, the, the end of the summer, um, but Carl, I won't ask you what you're playing, because we've gone, Two hours now, so we'll finish up here. Um so thank you, Carl. It's been a long one as usual, and that's what you'd expect considering we had an hour thing to show, so it obviously takes longer than the show. Um but thank you for listening, everyone. Um if you are here Christ alive, thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> Goodbye. Jesus.